Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. is freshly roasted and ethically sourced. It's music to your ears. Shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com. Welcome to episode 160 of Star Wars and Scotch. It's Tim, it's Kevin, and we're here on this fine uh, Wednesday morning in February. Uh, and uh, going to jump into things and kind of a bit of news pieces and a few things here and there and you know, catch up. But uh, how you been, Tim? Not bad, not bad. Uh, it's been a little bit since we've we've last done an episode. Yeah, uh, went to went to uh, Hollywood Studios with the Lupos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, built a Star Wars, built a, a lightsaber uh, with Kyler, which was really cool. Uh, getting to do the lightsaber build experience with Kyler was really really neat. And what kind did he make? Uh, he made he made a um, nature. Was it Force in Nature or Nature in? It's really Jedi. It's like Nature and Peace or something like that. But and uh, <laughs> but he during during the Kyber crystal selection period, I told Kyber, I was like, okay, you can pick your you're gonna pick your Kyber crystal now. Like you've got red, purple, and green and blue. Which one do you want? Red. I'm like, are you sure your 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 lightsaber hilt is like like a Jedi hilt? You know, like blue or green, maybe even yellow. Red. Oh, okay. That's very and, you. And the guy the guy who was running the show. Uh, he thought that was really funny. He's like, he's balanced. <laughs> he's like, and and it was funny is that Charlie did the same thing. Is that Charlie did power and defense, uh, power and strength, and he got a purple fiber crystal. Mm. So very Mace Windu. That was what I did. I did uh, I did purple, and then I swapped it out for my uh, my white one. And what was really funny the entire time, um, you know, like. With Lupo, 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 whenever we've done like our playthroughs or like like uh, Baldur's Gate, very goody two shoes, like doesn't want to do any of the bad things, you know. But and then his kid, it was his kid starts going down the dark side, and we just thought that was the funniest thing. Oh. It was a good time, da, da, da. good time there. Uh, I came home with Star Wars paraphernalia. Yeah, How could you not? As is tradition, you know. So I got a little uh, R five D four R two D two weird mutated mug. I like it. And it's got like rebar as the handle. Very good. Amy got this for me. She's like, I got you a coffee mug. I love that. <laughs> She's like, you can have a Star Wars and Scotch. And then I went finding my own. And like, it's funny. Like what Amy thinks is like fun is like the, the more like, um, uh, what's, what's a good word for this? Um, com- not comedic, Whimsical? not commercial. Yeah. It's just like, it's just fun. And like, for me, my coffee mug that I got for myself is like chiseled out of granite. It's like it's the Black Spire Outpost has got, but it's all like it looks like you're drinking out of like uh, like a relic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like that's it just it shows you the difference between Amy and I when it comes to like what like our decision making was when it comes to purchasing gifts for each other. My aunt got me one that says may the 40s be with you for my birthday. I would never drink out of that. I do from time to time. Uh, and then I told oh. Danielle I want the one that when it, it's the High Republic one and it has all the lightsabers with their hands. Yeah. And when you drink Is it. it 
that the heat makes the lightsabers go up. Makes the light. That's good. I like that. So I told her I want that one. So maybe for Valentine's Day, I'll get that. Uh, See, like I'm like a I'm like a mix. Like I, I like some like like gag gift um, coffee mugs, but like I have a style. You have an aesthetic. I have an aesthetic. I have a, a vibe. Yes. Yes. Tim Anyways. does. Speaking of coffee, you guys should head on over to kingsgoescoffee.com. Uh, we're going to be switching up our winter wave. Should be get we uh, we're getting ready to go into Valentine's Day. Yeah, so uh, be on the lookout for uh, for something from. Uh, let's. I'll see if they announce it. God, I God, I hope it's the Heartbreak Reserve. If it's not Heartbreak Reserve. I'm gonna flip a table. It's heartbreak Reserve. <laughs> oh, I'm flipping a table. It is. No, it is. It is. Oh, it is. Okay, thank God. Tables are saved. No. Beans uh, guys, per the usual, this is no secret. Now we've been in business for over six years. Uh, every Valentine's Day, well, we won't do that again. We won't do the chocolate covered espresso beans. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was really. F- <laughs> if you we'll do the chocolate covered espresso beans again, I know that was hell. If you that bring it up to Pete, his eye literally starts twitching. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, if you if you were wondering, uh, chocolate, normal, just chocolate when it's melted down, and then you know you, you use it to cover espresso beans. That chocolate's melting point stays the same; it doesn't change. And so when it goes sh- shipping through the mail, and sometimes probably. 200 degree trucks you know as it goes you know we're in, the, in an airplane uh, there's some heating and cooling that happens and we learned we learned yeah it uh we learned we we learned that that commercial chocolate covered things probably have some additives to help keep the chocolate nice and hard yeah we learned that we should probably stick to selling that in the store and not mailing it to your house so yeah, sorry. So if you want to, you want some chocolate covered espresso beans, maybe head on over to the roastery, which you could learn the address and all things Kings Coast Coffee. If you head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com, get yourself some delicious roast order coffee today. There you go. And GCX tickets are available. So make sure you head over to gcxevent.com slash tickets. Announcements, as we said, will start rolling out in February as to who's going to be there, what's going to be going on. And then all the way through the summer, you'll see like, vendors and, and exhibitors and and activations but we're going to start with creators since that's really the lifeblood of our event at this point so you start seeing some creators and i bet you can't guess the first ones yes you can uh that will be announced so <laughs> gcxevent.com who is it who yeah probably you would be one of the first ones we'll announce <laughs> This is a terrible time to tell you that I'm taking a birthday cruise that way. Oh, crap. Oh, oh, yeah. Kevin said that loading was my birthday. I said, <laughs> damn. Hey, we did my birthday last year, and now we have all agreed. <laughs> it's my turn. Well, I guess Ben's it's, is next year. Do it GCX during do it September. In September. No, we'll never do it because that's <laughs> Ben's is usually the weekend of game release hell. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last year was my birthday and Sam's birthday, and then this year is Tim's birthday, and next year will be no one's birthday because I don't want to do it in August anymore. So, uh, King <laughs> GC, you heard, you heard it there, <laughs> folks. You heard it from Kevin himself. We're not doing it in August. I want to do again. it before our birthday, so I get it out of Same the way. Dude. Like this year, I'm going to have like so much anxiety p- for my birthday. So, and you're gonna have so much anxiety on your birthday so uh yeah. I would hey tim what do you get for your birthday some gray hair work uh Sick. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah no all right quick little stop in from the kiddo i love you i'll see you later you want to say hi to star wars and scotch and Ki- oh you're fine hey, you can say hi to star wars and scotch yeah. hi hey kyler right. hi kevin oh. what are you doing we're doing star wars and scotch and uh what Game are you playing for Star Wars and Scott? We're going to talk about Star Wars. We're not going to play any games. Oh, um, I need to talk about Little. You want to talk about Star Wars? Yeah. Oh, well, uh, well, Kevin and Daddy are going to talk about Star Wars. Yeah, oh. but I want to talk about it, too. Okay, well, maybe maybe we'll have a Kyler Talks About Star Wars episode one day. Yeah, but All right. I need to talk about it. Okay, well, how about when Daddy's streaming later, you can come tell us about it, okay? Okay. But mommy's got to get out of here. Uh, okay. All right. See you later, buddy. I love you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> All right. We're going to just cut that up. He was really ready or to talk about it. We're leaving that. He was ready to talk he about was, Star Wars. He was so ready. He wanted to talk about whatever it was. I was going to say, what's his latest like interest in Star Wars? <sighs> he likes double-bladed lightsabers. Who doesn't? My boy. 
Say who doesn't? That's like a everybody likes that. I mean, like this, yeah, it's just a gimme. Like who doesn't like a staff lights? I was in the theater when they debuted that, and everyone shrieked because of the way he held it. (laughs) Well, yeah, because the only time he ever saw his lightsaber, he only used single blade. He was on Tatooine. Mm When, anyway. when he tried to kill uh, Anakin and could have... It would have been such a great ending. Fixed all the problems in the, <laughs> that were coming in the Yeah, universe. but then we wouldn't have we wouldn't have the Hayden Christensen that we have right now. Uh, so. I know, I know. You know. Anywho, anywho. Survivor won a Grammy. Really? Yeah, Survivor won Grammy for um, best uh, score soundtrack for video games and other interactive media. That's wild to me i'm surprised what other games were in the runnings for that um order faced uh, stiff competition as it was nominated alongside stray gods the role-playing musical god of war ragnarok and call of duty That's... modern warfare 2 okay well okay so call of duty garbage i have no idea what that other one was but god of war 100 was an amazing soundtrack i'm really surprised that, that beat jedi survivor i mean if you want my personal opinion all of award shows are just handpicked there's no voting or anything like that eminem said it years ago so i'm on his side jay-z jay-z said it last oh, night oh did he i didn't see that <laughs> yeah jay-z said some of y'all don't even belong in these <laughs> <laughs> i love it yeah he goes i'm sorry i tell the truth when i'm nervous <laughs> I don't even watch the game awards. I just watch the trailers the next day because the game awards, I'm going to say it, it's a gigantic farce in my opinion. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's just it's just a big billboard. Yeah. It is it is it is turned into a, a, a massive billboard for game companies to advertise their their content. When they stiffed Jedi Fallen Order because it fell in the limbo time. Yeah, because it because the game came out a little too late. And then it wasn't nominated the following year. Yep. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. But yeah, I'm not really uh, an award show. Yeah, when I, unfortunately, it is. It, Keely has kind of turned it into the Kojima fan fest. So, like, as much as I love Kojima and I love the work that he's done, I this it, it you can tell there's a lot of favoritism when it comes to the award show. So, yeah, no, it it, it is, and there, I mean, there's nothing wrong with. Kojima and it's his show. I mean, like at the end of the day, it's Jeff Keighley's show. He can run however he wants. But it's just funny because Kojima is uh is well, he's Kojima. He could he could easily have his own show because he's Kojima could have his own show. And it'd be I would like him to make something in the world of traditional media that's not a video game. I would like to see a Kojima like Well, he's working with he's working with Peel on on the horror video game but i think he understands that the video game medium is the best way to tell a story within the world that he likes to live in Pro- he lives he his, his he lives in these weird sci-fi worlds that you cannot just you really can't pull i mean i guess you can pull off now but i still think he likes to tell especially after playing death stranding um and death stranding to me is still one of the best video games i've ever played and death stranding it, it is it is all about feeling the story not just watching the story he wants he wants you to be really in it and i think that's just the kind of storytelling that he enjoys but i agree with you i think i think a kojima show or a movie could be really interesting i just think we already have those they're just in video game format yeah yeah i i I could my kojima i didn't play death stranding it just didn't metal gear did you play any i played most of the metal gear games that's where i was going i which one was ps1 was that metal gear solid 2 the first one, two. I can't remember. Uh, Crocodile. Uh, well, uh, the, the then they start. Then they went to PlayStation Two. The one where the game, at least one and two. The one where the game was trying to trick you and like turning off your console and all that. Yeah, that was the, that was when you play Psycho Mantis. Oh my god, that was that's one of the best games I've ever played in my life. Yeah, he would he would read your um your memory, memory card. cards and it, yeah he would like read the games around and stuff. It was wild. Yeah, that, I mean that that took that. I don't even think you don't you don't get that level of interaction, no, especially in a single because player again, experience. again, that allows the player to connect to the video game in a way that you would never have it anywhere else, which you can't you can't you can't get that level of connection in a show or a movie. They don't break the fourth wall. So let me let me but a video game can break the fourth wall and interact with the player itself as well. Take a little bit of a left hand turn here. So it's not really Star Wars, but I do want to ask him this question. Do you think. Now that we are in the era of live service in survival games, all because Destiny had success years ago or at the end of the development cycle of all the people that were like, look, I can do that too. Um, Will we ever get a return now to the single player experience being on level with the God of Wars in the, um, you know, 
those few little sprinkles of joy, Jedi Survivor, Jedi Fallen Order that we've had over the years. Because you're, if you remember when we were younger, I mean, you had your pick of the litter in a single player, like really immersive, incredible experience. I remember the first time I played Morrowind, it's like burned in my memory. First time I played Oblivion. Sure. Um, even the Arkham series, if you go back just a few years. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think we'll get back to that now that it seems like the live service model is not it's it's like feast or famine is the way I'm seeing it. Yeah, it's it's definitely like we, we, we got to a point last year where it was we I think it was right around the fall time where like everything came out. I was like, holy crap, everything. It's just October was full. There was just, there were so many games to play and there was there was a, a handful of just banger single player games. It's just to your point. It really is feast or famine. It's like you don't get that until a certain point in time, and they're not all coming out at once. Like I, like um, I, I'm excited for more of the um, dark picture anthology games. Like I wish we had more of those, but these productions they cost so much, they take so much time for all the mocapping. We're still getting caught up on on the pandemic um, games that were like either coming out before or they were getting worked on during. Um, they're just now starting to see the day of li- uh, the light of day. So, but look at look at the disparity between what just came out. You have Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, Rocksteady, reputable AAA studio, let's level. Story was fun. Gameplay loop is is not great um, for Endgame and will probably go the same route as Avengers. I feel like that's the pretty much the consensus for yep. the most part. Then you have Pal World, which, you know, it, it's... I don't want to say it's not innovative because it has its innovation within it. But for the most part, it's, you know, kind of an adult version of Pokemon with some survival and other elements thrown into it. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And it has become the most played game on Steam, um, beating out some titles that you'd never even dream it would think it would beat out for concurrent uh, players. So that's what I mean. And then you have all these other survival games and Tarkov clones that are coming out now. Extraction I don't even want to say shooters because they're coming out with very original ways to do extraction games. Um, but they either copy something that came before them or they're too late to yep. the game. And then they're going to shut down. Rumble versus my prime example. I don't even think Rumble versus was out for what, three months? Oh, yeah. It was out for one quarter. And then like, well, time to shut this one down. So, so, and like that was very that was unique. I mean, it was Battle Royale, but it was a melee combat battle royale. Like that was it was very different. Because even even in the realm of Star Wars, we go back and we look at games it's it's actually shocking to me that a single player game is kind of the way they're going right now because battlefront when they fixed it did so well at first it was like an absolutely yeah. horrible mess when they fixed it and even the mods to this day are still so much fun i still get videos about mods you know star wars the old republic is on life support I, it's not even on life support it makes money like the ea would have shut it down if it didn't make them money um sure but it makes money uh, it's yeah. not making World of Warcraft money, but it makes money. No, um, yeah. But they're they're not even jumping into the live service, you know, survival fandom. Our next iteration of Star Wars is almost like Red Dead Redemption. It's going to be a single. It, it is going to be the first ever open world Star Wars game, which is really cool. But it is going to be with any single player um, lens, and so like that's going to be really weird to to have a massive Star Wars world that could potentially feel very very empty. And so I really hope that that here's here's my biggest problem is like you you want to tell a cool Star Wars story. And so you have a protagonist and we have this protagonist. She looks really cool. She's got all these cool gadgets. She's kind of like a like a Han Solo. She's a you know, she's a smuggler. She's a runner. Um, It's cool, but it's not my Star Wars story. Yeah. Uh, and that was the joy of Red Dead Redemption Two Online. Is that yes, I got to play. Th- I got to play through as our Arthur Morgan, and like that was fun. Or GTA Five Online. You know, GTA Five. You play through that story. You go through all of that, and then you go to the online portion, and then you've got you've got the multiplayer. And so I, I really hope. I really hope that's a big reason why they've pushed the date back. Is because that's the one thing that they haven't really talked about yet. Is why would you? Why would you? I was thinking about this earlier. Why would you create? The world's first open world Star Wars game, first ever like true open world Star Wars game, but you limit it to a single player experience in 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 the year of our Lord 2024, where everyone wants to be connected through screens and through, you know, you're you're playing multiplayer games, you're on Discord, you're doing all this stuff. Um, why would you invest all this time and money into a game that maybe has 40 hours of game? Like, like what, what's the hook? You know, here's my point. And it's the same way with justice league. 
there was nothing there to keep me going and wanting to grind. And so like we have to find this this interesting place where it's not a live service game like Destiny where it's like you've got it you've got to you've got to grind out hundreds of hours to get like the perfect gear set and things like that. But you give me a world that I can jump in and out of and I can enjoy and I can still progress through and I can work towards things, but it's not the grindiness of Destiny or Suicide Squad and it's not the pain and punishing part of Tarkov where I jump in I and I die and I lose all my stuff. And and well, there goes there goes you know ten hours down the drain. How, how, and I think and I think GTA Five or even Red Dead Redemption, I think they do a great job. There's a reason why people enjoy spending time on there, but they can do whatever they want. It gives them that feeling of just living out a fantasy. And so I really hope with Star Wars Outlaws, I really hope that we get that opportunity because I feel like that's the one thing that is going to stop me from investing lots of time into Outlaws because I will put a decent amount of time, but because it isn't live. It doesn't need to be a live service. Again, it doesn't need to be Destiny or Suicide Squad, but I think it does need to live in the live space to a certain degree so that people will keep on coming back because we don't have anything right now. Yeah, I I put 80-something hours into Red Dead Redemption 2's story. so I Because there's so much to do. And I even said, without the multiplayer, this was still worth the, the cost of entry a thousand times over. Like That was one of the best games I've ever played from a story perspective. But it also, you also got, there was a there's a point in the game where you are no longer like like you can kind of just free roam and you're not Arthur Morgan. You're kind of just like you have you have turned Arthur into you or you've become Arthur sure. one or the other. But like like I definitely there was a point where I felt I didn't feel like I was playing Arthur other than like him coughing up a lung. But there's a point where you're kind of just like off doing your own thing and you're kind of just enjoy because you can go like buy a house. You can go like do all these things. Um, and they give you a lot of freedom. So, like, the character was able to connect with it. And so, like, regardless of sex or gender or anything like that, like, I just, I hope that I'm able to connect with this character in a way where it feels like my investment was worth it. Or it's like, oh, man, I really want to get that thing because of X, Y, or Z reasons. And so even if it isn't online, if there are stuff for me to grind where it's like, damn, that looks like a lot of fun and the investment's worth it, then sick. But, like, Suicide Squad, the end game stuff, it's just you grind for a gear set and that's it. I mean, it's just a gear set. And so, like, if there's no story tied to it, there's nothing that feels like a person like a personal progression. Like if there's like story behind a thing that I have to go do and it's like really it's like a badass story, like Spider-Man, for example, Spider-Man does this all the time. Spider-Man might create a side quest where it's kind of like it's like it's kind of boring. It has some of like the same things that I've done, but the storytelling alongside of it and the cutscenes are so worth my time. I've I had a blast every time. I also don't like grinding for a gear set you can't see. Yeah, because and this is my old school MMO brain and I know they have transmogrification and, you know, skins and all that stuff now, but it's optional because if you to this day, if you go and you beat a WoW raid or another MMO on the hardest difficulty and you do it numerous times and you get a full set, you can walk into the town center and be like, look, bitch. I grinded this out. I earned this and I have this gorgeous high level gear set. That makes me better and stronger than all of you. And games that don't have that, like Avengers, like Suicide Squad, it's like, what's the point? May as well just put on a cool skin and just play a lower level and have fun. Like, what's the point? So I agree with you on Outlaws. Substance of story is important to me because obviously a game like God of War, you can relate to Kratos in the last two. Yeah. Um, But, you know, you go... I Referencing not caring about you know, gender or anything like that. I was very invested in Aloy's story in Horizon Zero Dawn. Almost very. definitely. Oh my God. And the grinding in Horizon is fun because I can go fight those cool dinosaurs that I haven't fought before. Yep. You know, as e- even if I'm not grinding for a gear set, just the ability to know that I'm strong enough to go like do that fight and experience that fight and even was enough for me to want to grind out a certain weapon that I needed that or I needed to do this thing. So, like, again, it's like it, there's a fine line. Even in Horizon, though, it's like you're not even getting the gear set. You're getting a gear piece so yeah. you can bring it to New Game Plus. You can, you know, if you upgrade your weapons, all that stuff carries over to whatever you do, whether it's end game, New Game Plus. And, you know, that that's Witcher did that, too, where if you got the full set of gear you could take it into new game plus as well so um yeah i think i honestly i mean even if we got like witcher is a great example of another game that's like open world but single player that doesn't have a multiplayer that people invest a lot of time into because there was activities and things for you to do 
as you continued going throughout the story. Yeah, and it's and that's my that, that's my point continuously is just don't be the Suicide Squad. Don't be these live service games where it feels like you're playing Destiny and you're doing patrols all the time. Yeah, let like make it feel like it's worth my time. It, and that was my original point. Like, are we getting back to where we were in the early 2000s, where um, prior to the MMO boom, we had these insane single player experiences? I mean, that's the birth. Like I said, Morrowind came at that time. Knights of yeah. the Old Republic came at that time. Um, games like that 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 really. Um, uh, uh, after that was, what was the other one that wasn't Star Wars? Jade Empire was the other Bioware Hell, game. You could even think about like games like Fable. Oh my God, Fable One. Was you know, such like a we could trip. bring up, we could bring up Fable. I mean, like I'm thinking, I'm trying to. Like, there, are, we, Kevin, we grew up in a time where single player games because the internet wasn't fast enough, and we couldn't. We, the internet wasn't fast enough, but technology was at a place where we could we could live in these big worlds, and we devolved. We have devolved from that point because it was easier to print money on something that was just a lot easier for people to plug into and just and just. But grow. I don't think it's easy anymore. I think that's what that's what I'm getting at. I think we're reaching the plateau. because I think everyone's expectations and everything are so high. the The amount of of like things that people can pick out of a game, they're like, I don't like that because of this. And you're like, oh my god, like the the game would literally have to be like everything for you to enjoy. And so yeah, I think gamers have definitely reached a point. I think developers have reached a point and publishers are at a point where they're just like, if it doesn't print me X amount of dollars in the first 24 hours, it's a failure. Pull the plug. Yeah. And I'm at the point where I like, I'll, I'm going to finish suicide squad for the story, but like you, I'm going to put it down and go back to whatever other game I want to play that day. You know, it's not like, and most of those games that I play consistently are probably 10 years old now. Um, Which is mind blowing. Because I'm comfortable in them. I've spent time in those universes. I want to, you know, complete. They they keep updating them. I pay them to update. They update them. And my characters can continue their epic journey. Like, that's, you know, that's how it is. And it also scratches the itch between a hero story, like a Red Dead yep. or uh, Horizon Zero Dawn or something, versus I'm the character. I'm It's the person I created. Even in World of Warcraft, yep. if I have multiple ults, like in Star Wars The Old Republic, I think I probably have 18 characters at max level. That's gross. It's disgusting. I shouldn't, but I do. Because it's also a mindless game. I don't have to sit there and like be fully immersed because I'm playing the story for the 20th time. But my goal is I want a cool lightsaber hill. I want to grind for, you know, and get this crystal. I want, you know, that's kind of the, the feeling is I want my Star Wars power fantasy. So I have to do X, Y, and Z to get there with this character. And then when I'm done with this Sith, I'm going to go do that same thing, but on a smuggler and make him look and feel and act the way I want to. So you and I are very different gamers. <clears throat> yeah. And that's okay. But I, we, and that's fine. We agree on one thing is that the single player experience, it's like the creme de la creme of gaming. Like if, um, Oh yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. Where I, I will, I will mentally check out if I have to like, if I have to grind like X amount of hours for just like a thing that doesn't matter to me that I just don't care about. But if it's if it's impactful enough for me to have an emotional just just pulls on my heartstrings just a little bit, I fully invest in. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's I I like Fortnite a lot, but I get really tired of playing it by myself. So if I don't have friends to play it with or I'm not playing it with my son, I don't I'll I'll Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, cuz I mean like I mean it's a multiplayer experience for a reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We have got a few more things to talk about. We'll see you on the other side. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back as Tim is seething over trying to get his hands. <laughs> I've tried. I've tried so hard. I just tweeted. All right. If you're listening to Star Wars and Scotch at any point, head on over to my Twitter. If you can add darkness 49 
and just comment on the 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 tweet that I made to uh, Star Wars Unlimited by FFG. Please. All right, just let them let them know how much you you love us and Star Wars of Scotch is great and how how much of an addict Tim is to magic. Yep. Uh, I would I would love for Kevin and I to play yep. this on stream and 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 do a podcast episode of us playing. Uh, I'm all in Star Wars Unlimited. Uh, so. All in, all in. Just just comment and tell them they're missing out. Tell them they're missing out on not including us. So just just go go go. Well, uh, Mandalorian's making its way to Rocket League, Tim. Uh, oh. uh, you're going to be able to get Rocket League or uh, Mandalorian based skins in Rocket League. Um, oh, I wonder if that means that. Oh, will that go to Rocket League Racer? Uh, Lucasfilm and Psyonix announced that uh, that mm, you oh man wouldn't that shock would be me. so sick. It, well, because we already have like I mean we have Mandalorian. We've got some Mando skins for Fortnite. We've got a bunch of Star Wars skins for Fortnite. So the picture uh, has a Bo-Katan skin, a uh, Boba Fett skin, oh. a um, Din Djarin skin, and the Din Djarin one has a little uh, Grogu in his his bassinet on the top of the uh, car as well. And his little uh, the, the little ornament that sits on the... The Boba one looks so good. I'm going to have to pull these Mandalorian up. Mayhem Rocket League is what you want to Google. I can't send it to you from this computer because it's my stream. No, no, it's fine. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, there's a BB. Oh, they've done this before. There's an R2-D2 one. What the hell? What the hell? Oh, I didn't know. Oh, man, there's a R2-D2. There's BB-8. Tim's going to stream Rocket League today. Oh, man. They've got a, they got a C-3PO that's all uh, gilded out. Oh, that looks sick. No, I'm terrible at Rocket League. I'm horrible at it, but I will totally play Rocket League Racer. Tim's gonna play. I can't do aerials to save my life. It's it's bad. I'm really mad at Rocket League too, but Rocket Racing is a blast. Love Rocket Racing. Very very fun. Um, but uh, yeah. So February seventh to the twenty first. It starts today. Ends in two weeks. If you want your uh, your Mandalorian skins. Oh crap! In other news from Fox thirty five Orlando. There was a oh, clickbait God. title, but an interesting article of Is Walt Disney World Reviving Its Shuttered Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel? So, clickbait title, don't take that at face value, but... Mm-hmm. But, but... And it says a big but. But? The documents filed by an engineer from Disney's Hollywood Studios on January 25th list Sanford-based Sun State Awning and Graphic Design as the contractor on this renovation project at the... At the Galactic Star Cruiser site, so they're taking mm-hmm. out construction permits to change mm-hmm. design and 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 um, certain things. Now, the biggest piece of this is while the theme park has remained tight-lipped about any potential revival of the resort, Disney Parks Chairman Josh Demaro told the Points Guy last summer that something is brewing. We did cover this, although he didn't share any more details. No hints yet, but something will happen. So Disney knows what they want to do with this space. We don't know. My guess is Star Wars themed hotel resort that yep. you can walk into Galaxy's Edge from, which is way more feasible instead of making me do this whole LARP thing, only staying for two nights. If Tim and I want to go for an entire leave on Thursday night and come home Sunday night, yep. we can do that in a galaxy far, far away. If they do that, Tim and I will have to do an episode live from the Star Wars hotel. If. Yeah, okay, but there, we talked about this before. There's 64 rooms, right? That could like 64, 68 rooms. They, and they're small. They're not big rooms. They're like they got the bunk bed, they've got the single queen, um they've got the there's no there's no windows, so it, it everything looks very medicinal. Um I am in like sterile, you know, as you as you would assume, you know, space stuff would look like it does in the in the TV show. My problem is is that I don't want it like it's going to be extremely limited. Like, what are they going to do to make the the that building feel and look fun? Because you have to gut out unless you're going to be like back on the Halcyon Star Cruiser. That's not going to work anymore um, because the whole idea is like you go up in a, in a shuttle, like kind of like you do in Rise of Resistance, where they like they do that like intermediate part where you like you're in queue and then they put you into another queue, but it's kind of like a ride. Um, I don't know how they'd make that work. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do to, to that building other than like completely level it and start again. 
um, or they're going to have to make a, like a copy of that building and then double the amount of rooms. I mean, how many how many rooms are in a standard Disney hotel? Oh, way, you got to be able to fit a few thousand people in there, right? Yeah, yeah. They would have to increase the room size. Uh, they might be able to modify some of the space though to do that. But like you said, they would have to. Um, but then, how is that? Then how is that going to feel like going to the Grand Floridian or going to the Polynesian? Or going to the Riviera, like there are so many, there are so many resorts on Disney property that are fun, that are engaging, that are beautiful. And then you go to Star Wars. Like if I was going to go to a Star Wars hotel, I would want to live in tree huts on Kashyyyk or on Endor. You know, like I would want to be, I would want to be in a Coruscant in a Coruscant resort uh, hotel that's you know that's overlooking the Coruscant skyline. You know, like I, there, there are all of these fantasy places that I would love to be at that, that if there's, it would have to be a, an entire area. It would have to be the size of the Polynesian or the Riviera to pull something like that off. I bet that Universal beats them to that and does a Harry Potter hotel before they can do a. Why wouldn't you? Stars. It's going to be in Paris. It's going to be at the Ministry of Magic. Why wouldn't you do some type of Harry Potter themed hotel? Yeah, they. Oh my God, Amari! The the amount of land that they have to work with, they could slam it whatever they wanted in there, and it would fit perfectly. And then, and then, Kevin, it is lined up specifically with that with that pie piece of the world, and it has a direct connection right into that world. So you're like, I'm gonna go to the Mario Hotel, and you go in, and it's all Mario themed, and then you go in and out through Mario World. The two best AI. Uh, designed resorts that I've ever seen for hotels. Whereas one Disney should do a Pirates of the Caribbean one. I might have sent that one to oh you guys. Oh my god, uh, that would be so. The good. the AI design of the rooms was insane. Like you had the Tortuga room, you had the Jolly Roger room, you had the cave mm-hmm. room, you had you know the uh, it was amazing. And then the other one that I'm absolutely obsessed with is the uh, Game of Thrones one. Oh, because yeah. each room, there was the Winterfell room, there was the Dragonstone room, there was the King's Landing room. I was like, oh, I want to stay at this park. So it was pretty cool, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know. It, it definitely is too small. They'd have to change as far as going to space or anything. They already do that in Space Two Twenty, the restaurant, the terrible restaurant at Epcot, um, where your entry is perceived to be it's a small elevator but they make it look like they're shooting you up through the shaft up into outer space mm. to the space station so that's an easy one for them it's just led and and putting you in a you know elevator simulation if you will um but we'll see we'll see it's it's i think we get news on this probably what do you think d21 this year I think they have to announce something. I think if anything, they'll just show the renders. Um, they'll just they'll show off of like, and here's what's coming next. You know, they they announced the uh, they announced the pirate bar coming to uh, Adventureland at, at Walt Disney World or at the Magic Kingdom at at D twenty one last year. Could it be a a maybe not a ride but a walkthrough experience? Like what? Um, I'm trying to think of another one that they've done. I don't want to say like the, the, the Robinson Treehouse, whatever it's called, Swiss Family Robinson, oh, not like that's that. That's so boring. It's just old. It's back in the 60s, apparently it was very Yeah, but the, but the one, the one that they have now, the more updated one that they have in uh, Disneyland is the uh, Tarzan Treehouse. You know, so I mean, like they've tried to, <clears throat> they've tried to do things like that, but it just, it, it doesn't. It's not, I mean, it would have to be super interactive. The new, but it, it, the new, they'd have to gut it out completely, get rid of the rooms. The new Minions, um, it's not a ride experience. The Villain Con. Uh-huh. Did you guys go in that when you were there? No. So it's kind of like the Toy Story ride um, where you get the, um, the party games and all that stuff with the blaster. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you get this blaster, but you're on, you stand on a, on a, a people mover belt. And it takes yeah. you through it. And you're supposed to shoot things, and then you get a score at the end and stuff. Oh, interesting. So I don't know, maybe something like that. I think I think they're going to try to do something where it is still like a stay on site kind of experience. I think they're just going to get rid of what they'll do is they'll get rid of all of the LARPing parts. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's really I think really that's what they're going to do. I think they're just going to they're just going to get rid of all of the the theater parts of the of the of the room or of the the building. And they're just going to try to fill it with people. If they can do that and keep the immersion, I'm. What's I will the stay there. They would have to keep like a. They would have to improve the immersion 
But then you're going to be fighting against 63 other potential people to try well, to we get don't, a spot. We don't know if they're going to, you know, extend it, make it bigger. Who knows? I feel like this is Disney's this is Disney's way of trying to put a Band-Aid over a big F up. And I don't like it. Oh, I mean, that's 1,000%. Like, they, under, they understand they made a boo-boo instead of just eating it and just you know, actually trying to come up with something that would be would be awesome for the Disney branding. They're trying to just, they're trying to quick patch it. They need to do don't like something it. because Universal is bending them over and spanking them on the ass right now. Like, after the- Oh, I agree. After the Epic Universe announcement, Disney should be embarrassed as to the progress they've made compared to the progress that Universal is making on them. And once- Mario shows up at Universal here, all of a sudden mm-hmm. you have another very extremely kid-friendly activity and very popular one. Keep in mind, Mario. My kid loves Mario right my, now. Kyler loves Mario. I just, when we took the break, I just checked on my daughter and she is playing, what did I say? Mario Mermaid cruise ship yeah, in her room. Something like that. Or something. Mm-hmm. So like Mario is the, I think it's the best-selling animated movie of all time. I think it beat Frozen, if I remember correctly. Correct me on that, Chad, if I'm wrong. But once you you introduce Mario in Orlando, yeah, there are choices for families. There's choices now, but even if you have kids Tim and I's age, there's not a lot for them to do at Universal. The water parks no. are great for them. Volcano Bay, sure. but Disney has water parks too. So what's what's yeah. what's my reasoning for going there? Our kids. The old comic book land, yeah, for us it's nostalgic, but our kids have no idea I, any of those. Characters I walked are. through. We walked through that. Uh, we went to Universal Studios as well, and that was that was rough. Like I when when it first opened, and I was like ten, like that was cool. Like I I like that was when all of the old cartoons were coming back in live action. So like I had watched the Dudley Do Right movie that had um, Brendan Fraser. Uh, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser was was Dudley Do Right. Uh, the Rocky, Rocky and Bullwinkle had a live action show. All of these. So like for me, like I grew up watching the Jetsons. I grew up watching all of like those old cartoon shows that my parents watched. So like that was okay. But Kyler has no idea what any of this. He has no idea who Popeye is. Mm-hmm. Um, you walk Boop. through, you walk through the, yeah, you walk through the Marvel superhero area and it feels so outdated and it just feels so awkward. Like that whole section is, is going to get gutted. I'm sure because I'm sure they understand and realize that it's not resonating with the audience. So I would assume once once the Epic Universe area is done, they're going to come back to Island Adventure and they're going to beef that that part up because Island Adventure hasn't been touched. Universal Studios has been touched, and and you know and Island Adventure over on like the Jurassic Park and Harry Potter side, but the the original stuff hasn't really been touched all that much. Like in the in the in the beginning of the park. Yeah, I mean the last. So it'd be interesting to see what they do there. The last I think new addition to Islands of Adventure is maybe Kong. Um, no, the Jurassic Park, the, the Velocicoaster, Velocicoaster. which apparently is, which is apparently closed down indefinitely. So indefinitely, apparently, is it too dangerous? I don't know, but I couldn't get on it when I wanted to go. So it looks awesome. It looks so cool. Oh, all right. Well, that sucks. If it is, I hope it's not. We can ask our friends and see. I I don't know. Amy told me, she's like, did you hear about Velocicoaster? I was like, no, she's like. They opened up the park and just didn't open the roller coaster. Interesting. Like, oh, cool. But yeah, that, I mean, like, if they're smart because their relationship with Warner Brothers, they uh, wait out Six Flags and get you know get DC in there. Um, oh yeah, and they're and they're redo and they they have the, the 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 Jurassic Park water flume ride that's closed right now. They're redoing that entire area, so it's just like like Universal is pumping money into their parks I will, hardcore I will right now. Say that Dudley Do Right Falls in the summer is one of the best rides in Universal. Oh, for sure. You could just hot as hell outside. Popeye's the same way. Oh yeah, I, I'm sure you could. Most definitely. Oh, Popeye's that's the, they did. That's the Rapids what, ride, right? Oh yeah, it's the one you're in the you're in the big donut and you're just spinning around and getting getting whiplash and 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 there so, was people but, doing that in the dead of winter when I went during Christmas, which is horrifying. I can't believe people do that. Disney, um, they changed. They uh, speaking of like putting like new new cover like paint and and things on on old rides. They they completely t- uh, uh, converted the old um, Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain is now Tiana's. Ooh. Six Flags' agreement with DC and Looney Tunes ends in 2027. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that'd be per- yeah. Epic Universe opens, and then because the rumors I've heard is Simpsons will become Pokemon after Epic Universe. 
because they probably want to give that back to Disney. Could you imagine? Could you imagine the Back to the Future building getting turned into a Pokemon gym? I have. Oh my god! I have actually heard rumors of um, the Simpsons ride getting turned back into Back to the Future. Back to the Future. I heard that too. Oh my god! I would. I would hurt. Which would be hilarious. Would f- it would be so funny. Physically, I watched an entire video the other day of someone on the ride, and the nostalgia was so crazy, Tim. I, I'm a lot of that stuff. Uh, even even the actual movement in the car. I think all they did was just re. They just reshot. They did. The, they just put a new. In it, but they kept all of the movement the same. There are parts where I'm like, I remember this being the T Rex when you're inside the car with with Biff. So that would be really funny if you went back. Like, and that could be the whole thing is that they went back in time and brought back the ride. I um, yeah, I love that. I love Back to the Future. That my and and. And I, I wish they would bring Jaws back because Jaws was just the best ride there. Well, they can't. It's Fast now. And that's where, no, Jaws is Harry Potter. No, the where you would enter was Fast and Furious. I know. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But they slammed it. But everything that's all right there, Amityville and where the actual Jaws ride is, that's all Harry Potter. It sucks. It's wild. Jaws was the best ride. Such a great ride. I love the grenade launcher. If you had the and right your, tour your, guys, your guy would just pull a grenade launcher out of the tour boat. He's like, I got this. Like, where did that come from? Yeah, if 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 you had the right tour guide, it was it, it's it's like Jungle Cruise. If you have a bad uh, tour guide on Jungle Cruise, you okay, sweetheart? Yeah, I'm okay. What do you need? It's the best episode ever. We're dads, just so you all know. What's up? Mm-hmm. Tim, can you give me five more minutes? That's Kyler's dad, yes. Yeah. Hi, Julesy. We'll make a plan to go to his house, yes. Yeah. This is this is what our oh, kids Oh, man, I have, to tell, so I have to tell you. I'm just going to tell the audience this. Uh, so Kevin Kevin and I, we took our families to, to brunch, and they hung out and stuff. And Kyler and Jules, they've grown up together. And uh, we're sitting down and, and ordering and uh, Kyler has gotten to the habit of ordering for himself. He likes to order for himself. It's just something that he loves to do. So he asks the waiter, can I have my apple juice, half water, half apple juice? Then he puts his hand on Jules's shoulder mm-hmm. and looks at her and goes, what would you like? <laughs> and I thought it was the cutest thing ever. And then the icing on the icing on all of this was we put Kyler down for bed and he starts crying, Kevin. I didn't tell you this. No, you he didn't. Starts cry- he starts tearing up, and I'm, and I'm cuddling him, and we're doing, the, we're doing the whole bedtime routine. I go, buddy, what's wrong? And he mumbles. He just goes, I miss juice. I was, like, I was like, what? I miss juice. That's so sad. What? I just miss juice. That's so sad. And, I'm like, and I was like, I had those emotions for your mother when I was 20, so I need Amy. And so I was like, you got to come up here. His heart is broken. Tim and I always joke that I'm going to Omer dowry soon. So uh, yeah, I want I want three goats, uh-huh. a chicken, uh-huh. a cow, two chickens, two chickens, and a cow. Can I get eggs yeah. from these chickens when you put them in a coop in your yard? Yes, we can show the eggs. Perfect. I'm all in on. Yeah. If I was allowed, I would have chickens in my yard. Just putting that out there. Fresh eggs yeah. every day. <laughs> such a, it's been such a weird episode. It is. It is. Before we get out of here, though, let's let's touch on the on the TCG uh, Star Wars Unlimited. Said, real quick, just just I'm going to put a pin in this episode. We never talked about Carl Weathers dying. I was going to give him a little nod at the end. Oh, okay. But we could talk just, about it. Like I wasn't sure, I wasn't sure we were going to bring that, that up. That came out of left field. I was not ready for that because there was no indication that he was passing. Yeah. Um, it sucks that we'll never get Grief Karga again. And he's not like a character that they need to like recast or, you know. Um, I'm yeah. sure he will be honored when whatever the next iteration of Mandalorian um, comes out. Um, it's just... Uh, it, it. I grew up with Rocky. Rocky yeah. was one of the movies I would watch if I was homesick from school. We had it taped on a VHS. Um, so Rocky Four was probably my favorite growing up. So I got mm-hmm. to watch Carl Weathers die over and over and over again. Um, but uh, as I got older, I really gravitated towards Rocky 1 and 2 because the story just is better. Um, it's a really good story, yeah. 
So, I mean, I grew up with that. And then uh, him appearing, His my other favorite appearance by him was in uh, Arrested Development when he's the acting coach for um, Tobias. Yeah, I, I didn't know that he did that and I saw the clip. Oh my God, it's so good. It's really good. He looks like he's just fleecing him for money the entire time. <laughs> and then he just gives him cooking recipe. It's just out of, it's just out of left field and really funny. Um, but obviously him coming into Star Wars universe was such a, a big deal. And, yeah. uh, you know, I honestly didn't know what to expect from his character. And he really evolved that character from like Brilliant. this slumlord to this like politician. Yeah, dude, he's freaking mayor. Like, I just I love that. It's sad that we won't have that anymore. But it's, you know, a lot of people were like, uh, what's your favorite Carl Weathers memory? And I'm like, I mean, he was great in the Mandalorian. Uh, like for me, like, I, I mean, I grew up watching him in Rocky. And I was like, that was it. I was like, I've only known him in Rocky and I've known him in The Mandalorian. That is it. And I was like, he was great as Apollo. Uh, and he was great as Grief Cargo. Happy Gilmore. So. See, like that was another one where I just, I, I didn't, I, like it, I've seen Happy Gilmore maybe once or twice. So like that, that connection just wasn't there. Ah, uh, Happy Gilmore. He's, uh, he's, what's his name in Happy Gilmore? He's Chubbs. Chubbs. Or, uh, Chubbs, yeah. Yeah. Happy Gilmore. Oh man. The, the gator. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, rest in peace, Carl Weathers. I mean, we missed uh, that character, especially in Most Star Wars definitely. universe. Uh, and, and I know he had a blast at Star Wars Celebration and and things like that. So um, you know, I'm sure they'll honor him uh, next year in Japan and um, you know, and whatever the next <sighs> Star Wars thing is. So we got to really plan that one out. I have started looking at flights. They're not selling them yet, um, but I've kind of been pricing it out. So you and I will talk because it's probably going to have to be like a very coordinated. And obviously, I don't want to just go there. <laughs> no, for oh, Star Wars. No. If I'm going to, we're Japan, not just go. No, if we're going, we're going. Yeah, like we're gonna do the whole kit and caboodle. I'm in. I'm in. Um, uh, like Japan travel talk right now, so I'm getting all these crazy videos of places to go. Man, I'm not in Japan travel talk. I'm in Japan move here talk. I'm. In, That's all I get. I'm in Europe move here talk. Yeah, a lot of it is like, hey, these are going for $500. You should come over here. So like, oh, you and I need to talk cool. after this because Portugal will literally pay us to retire. Oh, <laughs> I could learn Portuguese. I could open a King's Coast in Europe. Yeah, that shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> I will bear this burden, Frodo Baggins. Um, Star Wars Unlimited, before we get out of here, I did want to oh, read yeah. this portion of the article. This is from Reviewed, which is part of USA Today. Um, I believe this is the info, the journalist you were talking about. John Higgins is the one that received the uh, Spark of Rebellion two-player starter kit. Mm-hmm. By the way, Fantasy Flight, if you do send them, we need two of those because Tim and I will not share the decks. No. Oh, no. So we need two of the two-player <laughs> starters because I see there's a Luke deck and a Vader deck. Oh, I call Vader deck. If we have to share it, I get Vader. I'm okay with that, but we're not going to want to share it. So if you could just... No, hell no. If we do send it, send two, because we're going to each want the starter kit. I mean, I guess we could always go visit our friends at Sunshine Games, and we could just go buy them We there. could. Sunshine we Games could in that. beautiful Tampa, Florida, right off of... Uh, what road is that? Over in over in Temple Terrace by USF. Is that f- like right next to USF. Literally that, next to USF. It's off Fletcher, it's, right? Yeah, it's the temple, the, the temple terrace. Literally, you can see I-75 right from it. So go over to Sunshine Games. Tim and I were there on Sunday. I'm terrible directions, but I'm great with landmarks. I like, it's over there. I spent like 220 bucks there, and I didn't even get a commander deck. Anyway. Yeah, what the heck, Kevin? Anyways, that's for another, that's another time. But um, another time. Star Wars Unlimited. Uh, so Star Wars Unlimited is a trading card game. Think Magic the Gathering, but with droids and lightsabers. I knew that would make yes. you happy. Scheduled to be released on March 8th, yes. 2024. Presumably a, a consistent release cadence of new sets for, of cards for years to come. Oh the first set no. at release is titled Spark of Rebellion, and booster packs will be available to supplement the two-player starter kit. The Spark of Rebellion set focuses mainly on the original trilogy time period, so they are going to jump mm. through time. This also makes me believe that we will get, I'm not going to say non-canon air quotes for audio listeners, Legends stuff in packs, yeah. which will be awesome. Um Players construct a deck of at least 50 cards, so it's like Lorcana. It's not an exact oh, number 50, like Magic. Oh, it's 60. At least. Because yeah. in Lorcana, you can have up... You don't. There's no limit on cards, technically, in Lorcana of what you can stack in your deck. The only rule is you have to be able to shuffle it in an appropriate amount of time. Um, and battle head-to-head with Iconic. So it's only two-player from what I can read here. The two-player starter kit comes with everything you need to get started, including two complete decks, one Rebel with Luke Skywalker's leader and the Imperial base deck led by his father, Darth Vader. It's a spoilers. 
<laughs> Alongside the decks are deck boxes to hold the cards. Fold-out play mats. Oh, no, not good ones. Just the paper ones. A quick start rules pamphlet. Um, there have been Star Wars card games before, starting back with Star Wars customizable card game in the 90s from Decipher. Um, FFG have even released a few Star Wars single box two-player games of varying complexity. But this is like the first long-term experience where they're get, like, we're going to make sets and all that stuff. So... Um, here's the rules, Tim. Okay. <clears throat> cards are made oh, up boy. of units, events, and upgrades in addition to one leader card, so it's commander essentially, and one base card. Yep. Players place their base and leader card in their horizontal orientations on the table. The initiative token is given randomly to one of the players. Decks are shuffled, and players deal out starting hands of six cards. Mulligans exist. Uh, players. Uh, wait, the starting hand is six cards, not seven? Six cards, and you can mulligan. Um, players then choose two cards from their hand to place face down on the table. These cards become resources and are used to pay for cards during the course of play. There's your lands. This is Lorcana. The game is broken down into rounds that consist of the action phase and the regroup phase, as opposed to the other trading card games like Magic or Lorcana, where each player takes the entirety of their turn before the next player goes. During the action phase, players go back and forth, completing one action at a time. <laughs> That's so cool. Actions available to players are playing card, attacking with a unit, using an action ability listed on a card, taking the initiative oh, token. This can only they be made a strat. Oh, that's so cool. It's an RTS and a card game at the same time. Yeah, this can only be done once per round or pass. It's refreshing. <sighs> different way to strategically plan and helps keep players involved instead of sitting back and waiting potentially many minutes for the other player to complete their turn. <laughs> <laughs> Each card is marked. Someone played against a Doctor Who deck, it sounds like. Each card or ability is marked with its cost, paid for with the resources available on the table, and enters play exhausted. Yeah, we know about that. Unless slated on the card. An interesting mechanic in Unlimited is that the play area is divided into two arenas, ground and space. Oh, that's so sick. So instead of flying, they made a whole a separate yeah, but arena. That, but but, uh, but I'm, I'm curious, though. Do flyers, do things in space only stay in space? Or can you have certain spaceships that can go to land? And units can only be played in their respective arenas, which is marked at the top of the card. Units oh, must so cool. attack enemy units within the same arena during combat. Oh, that's so cool. So flyers can't just punch over the top and hit you. Ah, that's so neat. Units have power and defense H, you know, attack power and defense HP. Values on cards, blah, blah, blah. Um, damage is persistent across rounds. So it's not yeah, a reset. Yeah, it's like Lorcana. And when a unit's HP reaches zero, da, 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 da. Um, units can attack another unit or the opposing base. So you're not attacking each other. You're attacking well, the base bases. is essentially your mana. Yeah, it's your yeah your base. Well, your base is your main resource, and if your base goes, you lose. Right, right? which is your mana in Magic and Lorcana doesn't really have that because Lorcana's account up to. Well, I guess you could if you reverse. Oh, you're talking about HP. Yeah, you're talking about yeah. So your there's base specifically, right? Um, which is marked with the indicator tokens. In addition, the unit cards like Grand Moff Tarkin and Consular Security Force are events and upgrades. Event cards are played, resolved, and discarded. Yeah, we know about those are sp spells. Actions. That's like a spell or yeah. mm -hmm. <clears throat> examples are vanquish for five resources that instantly defeats a non-leader unit or repair that heals three damage from a unit or base. That's what I feel like Lorcana doesn't even do this that much, but I feel like their like repair and heal is going to be a big deal in this game. Lorcana does that. It's not like so prevalent though. I guess it just depends on the deck you're playing. Cause like the, 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 um, the one the the one deck that's got the that's got Maleficent on it the 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 yeah, in yeah. Gaston uh that the one that one's like an artifact deck and there's a lot of healing in that one that one's like give three health back you know it's just like constantly healing up your guys over and I over, used and over again the, um, which one did I use the other night was it I think it was Moana and oh that's the one I haven't opened up yet that one is just get your get your crap out on the table and and hit me as hard as you can because I have yeah that's the one that. The Simba one's the same way. The Simba one is just like get big stompy things Daniel out. Daniel has the Cinderella one, which has Prince, uh, and he's like the tank that tries to take all the damage while she hides behind him and hits everything mm -hmm. else. Anyway, um, upgrades are attached to a unit to augment it in some way um, and stay in play until the unit leaves play. Yeah, that's normal. Some, like Loot's lightsaber, light add additional buffs when attached to a specific unit. That's also... Yeah. It's an equipment card. Yeah, and in Lorcana, that's, you know, any Floodborne characters get X with this card. Uh, each player has their leader card. We said that. 
uh, more leaders will be available in booster packs. At the start of the game, these characters have actions that can be taken during the action phase, as well as epic action when certain requirements listed on each leader are met. The epic action can be taken, allowing the card to be flipped over to its unit side, brought into the arena, and act as a powerful unit. When defeated, the leader does not go into the player's discard pile and is instead flipped back over, placed in its original position, and a token is used to mark that its epic action has been expended. You can only use a card's epic action once in a game. Oh. This is super. Oh, wow. The leader's action can still be used as the game continues, though. So once it's used, it'll persist even if the leader's gone. Once each player has used the pass action consecutively, the action phase ends a regroup phase, which just involves drawing two cards. So, I mean, like, uh, HP is zero. Jules, give me one more second. Sorry, this is the dad episode. What, babe? Finn pooped on the carpet. Well, that's the end of the podcast. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming to clean it up now. This has been the this has been the ultimate dad episode. <laughs> this is like peak pandemic. <laughs> it really is. It really is. But this is the world we live in and this is the stuff we play. But you can read more in the reviewed article. I mean, there's a ton of stuff and we were wrapping up anyway. Um, the cards are gorgeous. Uh, I really can't yeah, wait for I this. Like I really hope this tweet works. I'm going to go retweet it now. But um, thank you Share so much. Share it everywhere, all over Discord. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you for being a part of the show. We appreciate you as always. Episode 160 is in the books. Jules, can you say goodbye to everybody? Goodbye. <laughs> May the force be with Make you. Make sure you go follow Tim. He's Darkness429 everywhere on the internet. I am K Magic Wonder Wonder, Kevin X Vision everywhere on the internet. We, Kevin and Tim, are Star Wars and Scotch or Star, Star Wars, Wars Scotch. Scotch. Rate, review, subscribe. It helps us out immensely. But Tim, may the force be with you. Always. I'm going to go clean up some dog poop. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.